So let's get into it. Uh, this is going to be, this is an introduction to an introduction. Uh, today, on today's uh, episode number three, we're going to be talking about wrestling and about the, the drama and of, of spectating the spectacle of wrestling. And, but before we get into the actual episode, I wanted to say that this is, some, this is a subject that we are definitely not finished with, and we've only just began to scratch the surface of, of the spectacle of wrestling. Um, in, in, in interpretation, they have this, this uh, kind of like this method or this tool for, it's kind of like is a, a pause or maybe an aside where the interpreter can call timeout and ask for an interpreter clarification, or um, you know, the, and you have to you have to speak in third person about uh, the interpretation or about a misunderstanding within the, the the context of the communication between the source and the target. So this is a, a timeout to interpret or to introduce the the, um, the introduction and to introduce this episode, which. More or less, the the foundation upon which the grandstand uh, is founded upon uh, a conversation that I once <clears throat> had with Manny in a bar somewhere about uh, about wrestling it piqued my interest so much so that I thought this has to be at the core of of if we ever if we ever do decide to record something this has to be at the core of what uh, grandstand uh, kind of like the the the, the underlying thread or the underlying thing that connects all of the things we talk about here. And so just wanted to introduce the fact that this is a, a very important, very special episode because it is talking about something that uh, basically spawned or gave birth to this idea of Grandstand because of the amazing spectacle of the spectating of wrestling. And so, uh, Manny, um, is there anything you want to add on to that? Um, yeah. So I think that that's, uh, and you know, for for me personally, this is also this is an it's something that I'm particularly absolutely fascinated with with you know with wrestling um, as a kid growing up, even into my adolescence of like a, a hardcore um, wrestling fan, and and now having more of this kind of this outsider perspective of it in 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 really you know i'm still in the process of trying to understand what it was about wrestling that i loved so much and 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 to this day what what it is about it that um makes it such a you know such a a powerful form of entertainment and, and escapism um and so the the only thing i have a hard time talking about wrestling because there's so like there's so much to talk about and it's and and you know the irony is it's it's this kind of lowbrow form of entertainment. It's just you know it's it's something associated with 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 low culture, um, but it's it's far more sophisticated and 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 complex than than I think than, than people realize. Um, but to, in order to be able to explain that within you know an hour of a podcast or less um, is is actually it's it's quite difficult. Um, so I think that this. You know what we talk about with this today. It's it's kind of more of just an intro to kind of just an introduction to wrestling. Um, for you know for any people who have never really put much thought into it. Um, um, you know so so we we will only be just scratching the surface on this. I'd say. So 
just to to just so that it's completely clear, uh, this this I think once again I I can't um, stress enough stress this enough that I think wrestling acts as a perfect metaphor for something that Manny just said. So you have this lowbrow experience, which I think most people who a lot of people consider sports to be a lowbrow experience, just just sports as a whole, no matter what sport it is. But then you add the, the extra dimension of wrestling, of even daring calling it a sport, and then actually trying to dig for some kind of uh, cultural metaphor or some kind of uh, some kind of cultural reflection there. Then you know it. it I don't know if it makes people uncomfortable, but I think maybe it makes it makes it sound it's laughable, perhaps uh, or adolescent. So this is the this is the part where. I call a, a timeout and I say, I say, let me explain, let me be the interlocutor, interlocutor of the the, uh, the 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 segue or the transition between Manny and I just talking about something that we really care about, which is spectating the spectacle and using wrestling as a vehicle for for uh, for explaining. What the hell we want to continue to talk about here at Grandstand Podcast. Thank you. Well, you know what turned me on, Mean Team? The whole time I've been training with a dude, I knew what was inside right here, brother. Everybody, Madison Square Garden, all the way around the world. Now you know what it's all about, brother. Kind of rules I play by, but you, you play by different rules. Yeah, you gotta get in your grandstanding and your hot dogging, don't you? Yeah. Today's episode, uh, episode three, this is going to be a two-parter. In the second part, we have conversations about uh, the evil side of the business, or and, and kind of the more uh, the, the the added drama of the business. And kind of the the byproduct of that experience, and and then in, in the first part we focus specifically on the terminology, kind of an intro into uh, into wrestling uh, terms. So I thought it'd be a good idea to start off by you know asking Manny about these, you know, um, my layman's trying to trying to little departure from my layman's understanding of, of wrestling and. And I you know, did a little research, and, and now I'm hoping that Manny, who is, uh, um, let's just say, as close an expert as I know in wrestling, to kind of break it down and uh, see if we can get to a better understanding of this most amazing spectacle. So, Manny, I want to ask you, um, what's a mark in wrestling? Um, so a mark is, um, which I guess the term... You know, it, it depending on on how how one one takes it um, could be could be a term that that fans embrace or or reject. But you know, technically, a mark is is the fan who who is duped into you know the 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 performer the wrestlers in the ring are are working the marks in the crowd. Essentially, they're they are manipulating the the fans the audience into buying into what they are doing is real you know obviously wrestling is not real um but the the goal of the performer is to is to manipulate the marks into buying into it 
um, at the end of the day, it's really into getting the marks to pay money to buy a ticket. Um, the mark, the term mark originates from from carnival slang. Like wrestling comes from the carnival circuit, and so the marks were so the carnies would call. You know, you were a mark for paying your money to try to to try to make the ball in the hoop when when the ball is you know overinflated and the and the hoop is smaller than the ball. Right. Um, right. So so they're they're taking the money from the marks, um, and so that ended up you know to this day it's still used in wrestling. Um, you know, the, the, so the fans are are referred to as marks. Do you think that so? Um... Most people who, who who dismiss wrestling as as a circus or as 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 just you know some big phony endeavor, do you think that um, most people who, who 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 most people think that all people in the in the in the stands or people watching at home they're all marks? Yeah. In this by this definition. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, because the thing with the wrestling, and and I mean, demographically there there is statistically there is truth to it. You know, wrestling is is considered a a lowbrow. Uh, it's it's a lowbrow form of entertainment. It's something that um, that that's associated with you know with the lower class, the working class, um, and so just that in itself, people are all already gonna kind of look down on it and and, and scoff at it, and and um, and so yeah, when any, any casual anyone who doesn't follow wrestling, the first almost. Almost everybody, always the what I always hear, and is oh this oh, is this, this is fake. This is so it, stupid. Why do you waste your time doing that? Isn't it fake? Like that's like they go like, why would you like this? Isn't it fake? <laughs> um, but you know, of course, that's like the, the 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 classic response is like, dude, what what do you consume that that is real? Apparently, you know, like what I I ask I ask NFL fans that when, uh, when and during the off season when when the NFL makes up all these stories to distract people from uh, the domestic abuse problems and things like that. <laughs> right. I mean, and that and that's so you can even you can even go there, right? Where, I mean, I think boxing is is a is the most the closest example of of a sport that people think is is real, and mm-hmm. is and is is a work just as much as wrestling is like. Um, if so, any, so tell us, tell us what a work is, Manny. Yeah, a, a work is—it's just a a form of of manipulation. It's manipulating people into believing in in whatever it is you're selling. So in wrestling, it's the actual wrestling matches are a work. You know, wrestlers—they say, um, "Oh, who are you working tonight?" Um, you know, I'm working so and so, meaning um, meaning that's who I'm wrestling against. But but ultimately what they're doing is they are they are working the marks they're working the audience and they're working the audience into um believing in 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 the performance that that they are that they're putting on the more believable that your work is um the more willing people will be to emotionally invest in in the product that you're selling and at the end of the day wrestling is a business and the the ultimate goal of that business is getting people to pay money which is at the end of the day the ultimate work, um, and we're just we're we're surrounded by people who are trying to work us in one way or another. So so uh, it's it's wrestlers tend to think people within the wrestling industry tend to think like everything's a work, like everything in life is because they are they are they exist within a a world in which everything you know they, they that's what they what they do for a living is a work. Um, so outside of wrestling, they think 
you know, Jesse Ventura is, is one of the, you know, when getting into politics, that was his whole thing was like, dude, politics is, is talk about a work. Like this is, <laughs> this is a work. Like uh, when he became a part of it and he was like, this is as much a work as, as anything I've ever been a part of, you know, and him coming from, from the wrestling world. Um, one could argue that wrestlers have a, have a much deeper understanding of, of, of an existential reality than the rest of us. Perhaps. Yes, you could say that. Um, at the same time, you could say they're also like the most cynical, jaded um, uh, people. Uh, you know, they, they, cause they, they, do, they, do have a, they do have a really messed up life, and we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. later. But, um, so, so, so speaking of, 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 uh, of Marx and work, what's a, what's a, what's a shoot? And then if you could tell us what a work shoot is, or, or is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, so a, sh- a shoot, a shoot is, is just something, it's something that's real. So like, um, like before wrestling, wrestling evolved into what it is today, today with, with scripted, you know, with uh, predetermined outcomes um, before, like people really wrestled and like they really, it was a shoot like they, they were. And so you, you call a, a guy who's a legitimate grappler, like you, you call him a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so if, if say for example, today in wrestling, if a guy goes off script and starts like saying how he really feels about whatever, you know, maybe he, there, there have been times where wrestlers have went off script to, to, um, express their grievance to express how, how disgruntled they are with, with the, with the wrestling company they're working for. It's like the, everyone is going like, Oh shit, he's shooting right now. Like he's, he's not, this is not part of the storyline anymore. Um, or in the ring, sometimes there wrestler two performers might for whatever reason, um, start real legitimately hurting each other. Um, they're like legitimately fighting. Uh, if, when that happens, they're, they're shooting. It's like, Oh, I, I think we're watching a shoot right now for the, for, for the hardcore fans, for the smart marks, the ones who... Wait, what do you call a smart mark? Just someone who understands the... Uh, uh, who understands that, that the the work of, of, of the spectacle of wrestling, who understands, you know, these are the guys who, who, who have... who read the... what are called the dirt sheets for, you know, insider information on, you know, who's writing these scripts, um... <laughs> um, all the all the behind the scenes. So it's basically it's like if you, it's like if if um, you know, w- which in a way it's in in a way it's kind of, I don't know if I'd say ruined wrestling. It's definitely changed wrestling. That so many of the fans have become smart marks, and that uh, we've all been we all have full access to what's going on behind the curtain, um, and and that kind of takes the magic away from wrestling to a degree. Um, to where, like, if you were to go to a magic show, you know, you want to just enjoy the magic show and, 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 and suspend disbelief, suspend disbelief and, and feel like what you're watching is, is really magic. Um, smart marks are the ones who are just sitting there the whole time, you know, um, who are well aware that, that what's, it's, it's, it's an illusion that is, you know, there's manipulation going on, but at the same time, smart marks completely, can know that but fully appreciate the artistry and the craft of of the spectacle of wrestling like they're they, they are the deepest fans of all the fans so they, they don't they need not be cynical or jaded fans of wrestling no they're no just, no. they could just they're just taking it to another level uh, as far as the way they want to consume it or appreciate it 
Right, right, right. Because because we're we're all marks, right? We all want something to mark out on. Some people mark out on religion. Others mark out on you know shopping for new clothes, whatever it is that that we're allowing ourselves to be manipulated in. We we want to be manipulated because we want something to believe in, and so with smart marks, they they're just the 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 sector of the fan base that knows better than anyone that they're being manipulated they know all the tricks of the trade and everything that that go into that so you know they they just they just have higher expectations for the performance um for the performance to do a a convincing job at telling a a spot-on story in that ring that that makes them forget just for for a temporary uh moment makes them forget that they're being worked you know that's that that's escapism mm-hmm. and so if you're putting on a, a, a wrestling show um if 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 you want to really take take a smart mark on a on a strike their emotional cords it's make them feel like what they're watching is a shoot right and and so a work shoot is when wrestling does so, so either whether you're watching a match or you're watching you know some type of storyline being played out and it seems Everything about it feels like, like uh, the performers have just they're they're breaking the script. They're going off script, and they're they're actually shooting. Um, when in reality, that is part of the, <laughs> that's part of the the um, that's part of the story. So I mean, reality TV is probably the best example of a worked shoot, mm-hmm. right? Like you think you know the the whole premise of reality TV is that you're watching something real. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, it's just as scripted as as you know the brady bunch right let me ask you so speaking of of shoots and and can you can you talk about kayfabe what's kayfabe um so kayfabe is is just kind of that uh, the it was it was a code in wrestling that you never as performers or just anyone within the industry you'd never revealed to outsiders that that wrestling was fake even though everybody knows it's fake. Even even though everybody may know it's fake. I mean, kayfabe went it, it slowly demised. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, the the most people say kayfabe is dead. Like it's every fan has has so much such easy access to you know the the way a wrestling show is put on that um, kayfabe is is kind of becoming irrelevant. Um, which is what you know, like a lot of more of the old timers, they feel like that's that's what's ruined wrestling is that you know the, the death of kayfabe. There, that's what still what still preserved the the magic of wrestling was this adherence to at least never breaking character. You know, when when if if you're if 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 a group of fans see you at an airport and you're a bad guy. <laughs> you 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 still act like a fucking asshole to them, mm-hmm. um, because that was kayfabe is kayfabe is never you never break kayfabe, you you stay in character at all times and you maintain you preserve this this illusion that that wrestling is 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 real. Well, yeah, I, I, it's they, in in the acting world they call that method acting, don't they? Right, exactly. Yeah. So 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 it's um, just like if I see Marlon Brando walking down the street, he better. Better fucking act like the Godfather. Yeah, that would be him. Him staying. Him keeping kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And 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 do you think maybe though, um, 
so so could could this idea of giving all uh, of all access you know um to 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 the storylines or to the writers or or knowing what the guy had for breakfast the day before who's writing the show tonight and how that might influence what he writes uh, for tomorrow's performance um even knowing that couldn't that be a would that be a shoot or a work if he could, could that be could that be part of could that be just another element like you know uh I don't think it's quite game theory, but I'm just, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of getting, is that meta? It's just like taking it to this other level where it's like, I mean, maybe would, could that be something that is worked into this idea of wrestling that it's, you know, even the, um, even the allowing you to come behind the scenes and be a part of the experience is maybe perhaps another part of the spectacle of, of the, of the veneer that, that, that keeps, that keeps you, keeps you wanting more. Well, well, yes. I mean, that's that's kind of where the work shoot comes into play. That that's, um, you know. So so now oh, I see. I see. So, so now that the fans have behind the scene access, I understand. Now we need to figure out a way to make them feel like like things going on behind the scenes. We need to incorporate things going on behind the scenes into um, into the in, into the 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 performance into the storylines. I mean, if anything, actually. Right now, I'm just a great example of a of a work shoot was um well like of a shoot that that ended up turning into work shoot was when um there was these two there was these uh two wrestlers these two guys who were friends like good friends they traveled to because so, wrestlers they travel from you know they they really is like a traveling circus act like they mm-hmm. they they, perf- mm-hmm. they perform. At you know in San Diego, they perform at the sports arena, and then they drive up to Los Angeles. You know, uh, I didn't realize how often these guys are working. Oh, it's crazy! It's Dude, like the abuse that these guys put on their bodies puts puts any other athlete to shame. Oh, it's it's ins- there's no off season, um, and so and not only no off season, but I mean, even though wrestling's fake, what, what they do is it's it hurts. Like getting slammed right. on on that mat is. Yeah, hold, hold that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about it later. So tell me but, about the story. And so, so we had these two, these two, these two guys, these two wrestlers. Um, uh, they're they're buddies, and and there's this the a girl, a a female wrestler, um, part of the company, and um, and so the the girl, her name is Lita. This other dude, his name is Matt Hardy. They 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 are they are dating in, <laughs> they are dating in real life. Like they're 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 coworkers and they're coworkers who became lovers, I already know where this who is became going. lovers. Um, it the over time um, the w- w- Matt Hardy he became he was legitimately injured. He was at home like he he had he was on on leave uh, recovering from his injury. Um, while that happened, the Lita and his friend started traveling together, um, and they ended up having a, an, an affair with each other. Um, long story short, it was, you know, this became known, this became news, the fans became aware that this was happening in, in, you know, in real life. Um, and of course, wrestling being what it is, they said, well, let's fucking work this into a storyline. Are you, would you two be willing to would you two be willing and this is where it's crazy you have these two guys who legitimately absolutely hated each other now they are put in this position where they're being they're being asked like how would you guys feel about turning this into part of the performance um and here these two you know i mean put yourself in in either of their shoes and then saying 
all right, now go out there and do this choreographed dance where you guys pretend to punch each other, <laughs> pretend to slam each other. Obviously, don't you can't actually break each other's necks, but you know, <laughs> put on this, put on the performance, um, and and protect each other. And so, being you know, being what they are, being wrestlers, they went out there and they kind you know they definitely um, wrestled stiff with each other, which is you know they they were a little bit. You know they 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 laid on a little more umph in their punches and stuff, but um, but it, at the end of the day, they they both were their the the number one goal at the end of the night was let's put on a good performance for the fans and let's not hurt each other. Mm. <laughs> and so that was a work shoot in that this is something that was in real life, but it got turned into. And so as a fan, you're watching it and you're wondering, you're just looking to see like, are they really beating each other up right now? Because how could they not? So, wouldn't isn't that just one of the? I mean, wouldn't that just be an? Is how do you feel about the allure of that? Is that is that why you watch? Is that why you follow? Um, no, I don't. Because to me, that would be. I mean, the idea of of you know, we've talked about this. A lot, and this is this is related kind of to to what the whole idea of, of uh, uh, one of the one of the initial conversations we had with Grandstand was the spectacle, and then you know this idea of of being hungry for something real, and sports is one of the places where you can find that, and it's it's a, it's the, it's a, such an irony that uh, um, in wrestling there's it, there, I don't I can't think of anything sometimes I mean it just seems as real as anything else in life and and I'm thinking about this this drama that you just described you know that you were just talking about um, to me that is that just seems like could I could I enter as a fan as a novice newbie and just and just follow that for a while would that be enough would I be able would, is there enough of it in wrestling for me to sustain myself. Um, so, so moments, that's, that's where wrestling is at its, at its best, right? Like that, that is, um, that is when, when the storytelling is, is, is at its, at its height, you know, where fans are, are at the edge of their seats. When you, when you forget that what you're watching is a performance, that when you forget that what you're watching is, is scripted. But as far as, you know, those moments come few they, they have to come few and far in between because if they happened all the time then then it would kind of lose its right it, it would it would lose its 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 novel appeal um but but you know the, the question you're asking really it, it really gets at the heart of of the spectacle right like it's a very unique spectacle that's like this this ridiculous hybrid of of a sport and of a theater play and of a musical and a magic show and it's you know it ends up being like unlike any other form of escapist entertainment um you know a, a lot of what we've just been talking about it, it could be compared to uh, you know imagining some listeners may think like dude this sounds like you know just uh, this is no different than you know an actor in a movie or whatever in a play but but no like n- no form of theater plays on the idea of reality the way that wrestling does it's 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 you know it's 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 very telling that until recently you know this is an industry and a you know and a, a form an artistic presentation that that 
deeply adhere to this code of kayfabe, right? This this belief that in order to keep this craft going, to keep it alive, all of us involved have to, you know, remain, um, you know, in, insist that 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 the ridiculousness that is going on in that ring is absolutely real. Um, you know, it's it's almost it's like an absurd spoof on on what is really real, right? Which is which, which is a, a good question. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that wrestling draws the most amount of money when they are effectively able to blur that line between the real and the fake, which, again, you can only do occasionally, um, it's, it's just something that's, that's really interesting to me. And, and when, when wrestling is at its best and it's, and it's, when wrestling is, when the storytelling is on point and, and the audience is at the edge of their seat, um, that's when I get excited, you know, I, um, when, 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 when the performance is so good that people lose themselves in the moment, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what allows me to lose myself in the moment, um, you know, and, and it's this, it's a collective experience, you know, much like, a an entire country of devoted fans watching their, their team score a winning goal, you know, and, and the, and the euphoria that comes from that collective experience, you know, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Sports baby. Because it's real. It's all about. Because it's, Yeah. It's just about having a blind devotion to something and it being acceptable for the moment that the, the performance of the theater is happening, you know, and, um, you know, I want to I, I, I want to segue into something else, but I want to say, you know, something about a, a conversation I had from from uh, one of our listeners said that um, was was upset about something that maybe we had said on one of on, on podcasts one or, or maybe something I wrote about how. The, the 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 fandom this this obsessive desire for victory or for winning is 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 bad basically because it creates um uh you know it creates fanaticism uh, um and it creates a, 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 a basically temporary insanity in people who have no business uh, getting getting so worked up over something as silly as a game but um you know I, I my only response to that was you know um everything everything you know politics religion uh uh the food you eat there will always be people there will always be extremists who, who really believe that that um that 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 um something is so serious and so important that it needs to be taken to that degree and but we don't stop we don't stop going to church or people don't stop following political parties or people don't stop you know uh, uh, uh eating eating a diet in a specific way because because extremism exists you know it's just extremism is a, a part of every institution of every belief system so I, 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 I hold true to my guns that uh, um, the beauty of sports the 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 wonderful thing about sports is it's a form of religion where you can participate and you can you can immerse yourself in this in this this uh, this tantric spirituality uh, um, and and just you know it's just theater and you can walk away from it and then you know you can be upset about it for maybe a couple hours a couple days um and but but it, it there's there's it's a necessary it's a necessary vice it's a necessary thing for 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 working through through 
through those through those through those fears and emotions and 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 expectations and hopes and desires that we have and and I never thought that wrestling I always thought of wrestling as as you know it was like you said circus you know uh, I couldn't even call it theater it was it was so so lowbrow you know to me it was just like oh god like this is so pathetic you know um and obviously through talking to you you know coming to this realization of you know <laughs> blurring these lines about not what like is wrestling a sport or not but at what point is <clears throat> again I don't mean to be redundant, but at what point is sport just a game and 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 not just, you know, another piece of theater that is there to elicit or to to draw out of us those those that 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 uh that deep-seated neurosis within us. And it's in that moment, in that place in the arena, in the stands where you can work through that. And you're able to experience the whole wide range of feelings. And I never thought wrestling was a, a forum for that. And and I was, you know, obviously I I, I was I just didn't know. So um, I want to ask you something. Can you can you tell us about Guffman's dramaturgy? Um. Yeah. And so I mean, and and so I think re- related to 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 what you were just saying at least is um the conversation you said you were having where you know um um becoming becoming too deeply immersed in 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 your fandom could be um could be dangerous right is that kind of is that the point yes. that's being made yes yes um, and there was an example given about the the um the some some knucklehead uh who 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 um took took a bat or something with spikes i'm sure people who follow college football know this but some dude and i think it was a guy from alabama some hick in alabama took a bat and he put nails in it and he put some kind of toxic chemical on it went and hit this very important tree in at the university of auburn the the, the arch nemesis of the um of the alabama team rolled the tide or whatever the crimson tide or whatever um um and killed the tree basically, which is pretty tragic. And I mean, I don't mean I'm not laughing. I'm just saying that's that's just yeah, that's that kind of stuff happens, you know, with when when somebody becomes so so you know so extremist in their views. But I I think that that stuff happens everywhere. Yeah, not just in sports. And we can't you can't just like detach yourself from something and not not fully immerse yourself in it. Um, just because, you know, because, oh, you know, because people act crazy, you know, I'm, I'm just going to not participate in that. Um, I think right. it's, a, it's a wonderful place to go and to participate and to walk away. I think I would say, and this is, this is, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that re, uh, sports are the safer alternative to religion. <laughs> yeah. I what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I love that. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so I, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's necessary for, um, it's necessary for, for the, for the members of the, of the spectacle to, to buy into, to, to fully immerse themselves in it for, for, for it to exist. 
Like right. it, it, it can't exist without without us having this this um, this deep seated allegiance to whatever team that we that we root for. Um, and 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 but in the end, I think that's where right in the end we can't work ourselves into a shoot. Like we mm. we we have you can do that. You, I mean, dude, I, you're you're one of the most fanatic, passionate sports fans I I can think of. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, you're not. I, no, I will never worry about you doing whatever this guy did to a tree. <laughs> right, like, right. It's right. because because you're not a mark to that degree. Um, like the you, but but you you need to you need to understand that we. Or we un- we understand that in order for this, for, because the the performance isn't just the one taking place on the field. We as the audience are part of the the whole ecosystem. Like we're part of the performance, and we right. have and we have to play our part. Right. And and in order to play our part, we have to absolutely cry and scream for for our colors, and um, and 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 the other side needs to do do it themselves. The moment that that fans start being start you know like um like when i was at spring training and angels fans like would cheer for the padres if the padres made a really good play <laughs> and that was like pissing me off like dude like that's not the way you guys are are ruining the, the yes. dance yes like yes. right so um so you have to you you have to do that in order for 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 the for the entire um performance to play on so we we have a we have an important role in that um and luckily i mean kind of to your point luckily we can express that we can express that type of intolerance inside of a inside of that space rather than outside you know and and have those type of feelings towards you know puerto ricans right you know what i mean like or, or or any other group right and it's um I think there's a, obviously clearly there's a fine line that you can walk, especially when you get into race. Uh, you know, I think one of the most beautiful things about the World Cup is that 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 it is pitting a nation against nation. And and I, I, we've talked about this in uh, I think in episode two we talked about this just this fear that we have. Of of feeling just a tinge of nationalistic pride, right? Because the moment you say nationalism, then all of a sudden now you're talking about possibly fascism, and then ultimately you're talking about Hitler and genocide, right? right. So it's like a it's like a, a word that you have to be really careful with. And if you participate in the idea that Mexicans are better than than the USA at soccer, which is is generally true. Um, uh, <laughs> absolutely uh, true. Yeah. Um, um, then you know that 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 um that gets you know you're, you're walking a fine line and, and what you're saying about you know it's like uh, in boxing the arch nemesis of Mexico are are who uh, Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans, and I'm sure Puerto Ricans feel the same way about us. Um, but uh, um, it's the, the the fine line I guess for me is and, and I experience it when I watch baseball with or uh, uh, soccer or boxing 
with a uh, with a college educated cross cultural studies learning liberal arts uh, <laughs> reading uh, uh, a person because I'm always so careful and so gentle around those people because I don't want them to perceive me as a bigot, right? Yeah. Um, because so I have to be careful about how I refer to 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 my to 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 the rival on the screen, you know, or in, 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 you know, if I'm watching in person, typically on the screen, um, because I don't want to offend because that's, I've been enculturated into not offending into not, into not upsetting people. Uh, but especially people who know better and who, 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 um, you know, who, who expect me to know better, but it's, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody, this is just pretend. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is just pretend. Please let me have this, you know, and I, I think that's what, you know, I, again, I'm going to I'm going to say this again. That is what I really when when we had those conversations about wrestling and when we talked about Grandstand podcast as being something that we wanted to take on, that was always going to be one thing that I want to talk about, because I think wrestling illustrates it in in nothing illustrates it better than wrestling. And this idea of like, it's fake. We all know it's fake. But why can't we just like pretend that it's not? Right. And, 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 and reflect on how many other things um, we, we immerse ourselves in that, that we perceive to be real. Absolutely. So many things, man. So many things. To that also is, is when we, when we both, when we acknowledge that it's, that it's fake, uh -huh. um, but at the same time can completely uh, suspend disbelief and, and immerse ourselves in it. You know, in in the end, yes, like uh, a a Mexican's rival in boxing is a Puerto Rican, right? Um, but just the same way that you know, if when two fighters get into a ring, to 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 two boxers, mm -hmm. they cannot they they have to they have to want to tear each other's heads off, right? Right, but. When that final bell rings, what's the first thing they do? <laughs> they hug each other. They hug each other and, and love each other. And fighters always say this: uh, you you develop such a stronger connection and, and 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 love and connection with a with another fighter after fighting there's, them. There's no right. better way to get to know a man than to fight him. Right. And and so in that same way, um, I'm I'm a big boxing fan. And so yes, like uh, when it comes to the. I, I I love I I absolutely love the the Mexico versus Puerto Rico rivalry, but at the end of the day, I would much rather uh, spend a night at a bar with another with a with another Puerto Rican <laughs> where, where, where we can talk shit about boxing with each other and get to know each other exactly. And so and so you can because okay and so related to Irving Goffman um, dramaturgy because, because but but can i say just one thing and then yeah because that's what makes it real and that's exactly. what we're all hungry for that's the realness we're we're hungry for real stuff and and i know that there are many other things in life and many other many other arts that provide this but but sports i would say sports are at the top nothing makes shit real faster than sports yeah um so so uh, Irving Goffman, he was a, a sociologist, American sociologist, twentieth century, um, who, who he basically just took, he, he pretty much just took what Shakespeare had already said, and I'm sure many others, right. um, 
um, and just kind of turned it into his own little sociology, more of a social psychology theory where the Shakespeare saying of um, all life is, is a stage and, and we're all and we're all actors. Um, and so Goffman took that and, and he just kind of fleshed that out and expanded on it. And, and, and he looked he focused on kind of the, the symbolic meanings that we that we create and that we reinforce in our daily interactions with one another. Um, and ultimately what he's saying is, is we really are, we are all just perform Like we are in a constant stage of performance with one another. Um, and we have, and when we are most of the time we're in the front stage when, and when we're on front stage, that's just when you, when you are like right now, you and I are, we're, we're performing with each other. Of course. Right. Um, when I, when I leave here and I go, go, go out into the living room or kitchen with Whitney, I'm going to, my performance might shift a little bit, right? Yes. Because I'm now, it's a new audience. It's a new stage. It's a new scene. The expectations has changed. Absolutely. Right. And so, and, and so when I leave and I go outside, my performance, my scene has changed. My, I put on a, a different mask. Um, and that, and that's essentially what, you know, the backstage is, is when you're not, you don't need to, to perform. You don't right. feel the need to perform and there's no audience to perform right. too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, n- nothing, nothing deep, nothing, com- you know, pretty straightforward theory that I, th- that, but to, for me that always, the first time I, 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 I read about it, I thought, oh, dude, absolutely. And, 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 it, and I didn't realize later on, I started connecting the dots that it was through my, through watching wrestling that I kind of came to see the world as just a series of performances. Um, because that, that is essentially, I mean, what, what draws me to wrestling for me personally, and I don't know, I think different people, different people have different relationships with it. For me, it's, it's, it, it is, it is the characters. Like it is the, the, the development of a, of a gimmick. Like, um, if, if you were to become a wrestler, um, you know, you have to, you would have to decide. All right, what's my what's my wrestling name going to be, and what am I going to come out wearing, and 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 what's like my essentially what's my character, um, mm-hmm. in real in everyday life. I mean, that's we we are characters, dude. Like we're we're archetypes. Like, um, absolutely. And, and, and and I think people kind of lose sight of that. I think people, people. So going back to the phrase we've been saying over and over, people work themselves into a shoot, like Bret Hart did. Mm-hmm. Where like he became, he believed so much in his character and his identity is like is like real, that he was like flipping out over losing the belt in Canada or whatever. Right. Um, where it's like, dude, this is just this is this is just a performance. Like this is right. just a the, this is just a drama. Like it's. It's a stage where you you're, you're you're playing out these you know these these scripted stories. He, he, he really believed he, he was Bret he, Hart. He really believed he was Bret Hart, um, and and sometimes with 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 us, sometimes we 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 fall so deep into our our characters that um that we do some crazy shit or unhealthy <laughs> shit or like you know mm-hmm. we um you know at at the same time here's here's the paradox or the, or the, maybe the irony is, is some of the best part of what made Brett great was that he believed in his character so deeply. Yeah. Right. So right. because he believed in it so much, we believed in it. Like we believed right. him. We believed who we were seeing was like the, a real, 
the real person. Right. Um, and in a way, kind of those are the most the most well liked and and successful and and people in in our interactions. You know, when those people that that believe so much in their characters that 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 we believe yeah. in them and you know and they're, they, they make us believe that their flaws are not real exactly even if you know even if they are even if they're playing a flawed character you know right they, they, right they I don't, i'm not again i'm not trying to be redundant but if they're playing a bad guy you know their 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 flaws as a as a bad guy are not are yep. not are not as visible you know yep. so therefore you're like okay i believe in this you know yeah and so for me like i i I love, like, there, and that's part of the reason why, why I it's hard for me to leave New York. Like, New York is a, it is just uh, an encyclopedia of humans of of characters. Like, talk about gimmicks, man. Like, it is just it it is just so rich in in, in a variety of gimmicks that mm-hmm. um, how can you not at least for someone like myself? And I know you you you're like this as well. Like, um, we appreciate the it really we I we appreciate the artistry and the detail that goes into like the development of people's identities, people's characters, right? Like there's, it's cool, man. Like I like meeting interesting people. Um, right. And, and, and that's, it connects you two back to yourself and the things that you do. And they're, they're a mirror, a reminder of like, yeah, I do that shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm playing a character and, and yeah, I need to work on this or work on that. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm not talking about being a better person. I'm talking about the character that you portray when you jump up on that stage. Yeah. And and so in a way we're all, you know, when when wrestlers when wrestlers say like I'm working so and so tonight, like when Bret Hart says, you know, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be working Hulk Hogan tonight, you know, I mean, that's who he's going to be out performing with. Um that's kind of I you know, our life is a series of we're all just we're all working each other. <laughs> I agree. You know, and I agree. um, and I think, and so wrestling to me is the is such a great, it's 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 a great microcosm of that. It's a great stage where where that is being played out. Um, and ironically, people see it as it, it's like it's perceived as one of the fakest things, you know, forms of 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 expression. Um, yet for me, I mean, it's it is the most one of the most accurate depictions of us. Right. Because it is, again, paradoxically, because it is perceived as fake. Right. You know, it's not real. Right. Right. So therefore, the expectation is that, you know, well, it's just a bunch of guys, with burly, roided dudes, like tossing each other around and like, this is fake. Right. Um, but <laughs> just because, you know, uh, uh, movies are fake, but we still watch and we walk away and we take away like a, a feeling of transcendence. If we watch, you know, if you, if you. If you watch um, a, a great film or if you listen to a beautiful song or you walk into an art museum and you look at a beautiful piece, you know, you don't ever, <laughs> you don't, no one ever says, this is fake, you know, <laughs> you just say, well, you call it, I think we call it theater, you know, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I think I, the, the, the greatest takeaway for me and I don't want to romanticize it because I do want to very briefly touch on like the, the, the darker side of wrestling because we need to talk about that. And, and, and 
with all with all sports or with sports in general. I'm not saying that sports are the salvation. What I'm saying is, if you give them a try and if you let yourself go, they will they will take care of you and they will show you things about yourself that you never thought possible by sitting and watching a baseball game or a Monday Night Raw. Does that still exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, um, I, I I I I think. One of the things that I, for me, was revealing with regard to what you're talking about is um, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, the, the crazy, um, amazing uh, 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 mystic, I yeah. would call him. He had an essay about Cary Grant, and without giving all the details, but he, he you know, he basically... He talked about how the, the greatest character that Cary Grant ever played was Cary Grant. Um, and and I I can't help but I, I can never from from when I heard that I can never like pick up a, uh, a, a, a People magazine or a TMZ or I mean, I love looking through those things. They're they're entertaining as hell um, and just see like this is like. The, the 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 drama of the drama of the drama. So basically, it's like Brad Pitt builds a house in New Orleans. I can no longer just think of Brad Pitt as being this altruistic, like man who's real who goes to New Orleans and builds a house. All I think about is Brad Pitt's playing the character of a philanthropist, you right. know? Yeah. And he looks really good doing it. And I pick up this magazine and I go, oh my god, that dude's a philanthropist. And I'm like hooked on this story. So the next time I'm just following the storyline and I'm like. Dude, and he loves architecture. I'm like, I know this like random ass shit about Brad Pitt, right? Because I, he his because his hair looked really cool and fury. Now all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I want to I want to just like follow this guy. He's like, <laughs> you know, and 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 I and I and I feel ashamed that I do, and 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 maybe I don't I don't know that you don't feel that way, but maybe there's a shame in thinking if I watch wrestling, people are gonna think I'm I'm stupid, you know, and then or or, or, or that I'm like watching this 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 is strange like circus, or if I happen to you know take it to the next level and say I'm gonna watch baseball, well baseball's just a like a, a corporate like capitalistic thing that is just taking your money away from you, and soccer is, and and so is football, and so is whatever any other sport, right? But but um. It's because of the stories, you know? That's what we watch. It's the stories. And they're, they're pretty damn good stories. Sports tells a good damn story. Mm-hmm. Born down in El Paso, where the tumbleweeds blow. To the middleweight champ of all Mexico. Dad fought many bloody battles, and he raised four sons. Chavo was the oldest one. Old man Gory could pop like a live grenade. Raised his boys in the way of the trade. Hector and Mondo, young Eddie G. Chavo meant the most to me. Look high, it's my last hope. Chavo Guerrero, coming off the top row. He came from Texas seeking fortune and fame. Rose pretty quickly to the top of the Defender of the downtrodden King of the hill Tag team champion with Almadrill Before a black and white TV In the middle of the night I'm lying on the floor I'm bathed in blue light The telecasts in Spanish I can understand some And I need justice in my life Here it comes Look high 